0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. BetOnline is the fastest easiest way to wage all of your favorite sports, contests, and events. The first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top Source for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and features. Head on to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAB50 to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus to your first or your first deposit. Betonline where the game starts. Welcome back, welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. Today, uh, on the Believe Network, today we have a special guest, a person I used to look up to um, as a baller growing up in California. He's another one of those California legends. We got a lot of them, folks, trust me, Um, especially from back then, man. You know, he was like uh, Jason Kidd, right after Jason Kidd had, you know, left. You know, there wasn't a lot of 6 five PGs out there. I would say, literally, there was just about two, maybe three. He was—he was one of them. <laughs> it was, mm-hmm. I would say, J Kid, uh, him, and Barron. You know, that was it. You know, so it was—it was—he was a special player. Like I said, I met him. He doesn't remember when I met him. I met him a long time ago when I was seventh, eighth grade, playing in the ARC league up in North Hollywood High School, and we were just talking about it. Uh, if you, if you were a baller back then, if you was any good as a baller, you played in two leagues, the Victoria Park league for slamming jam or whatever team, or you played at the North Hollywood league. So, you know, this player, you know, was like I said, played in both just like I did, but just a great player. I used to look up to him, still do. Um, my man, Jelani Gardner. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you having me, brother, son. Love. Always, always, man. Like I said, Jelani was always one of those, like I said, run the, run the show. He going to run it in a pickup. He going to be like, look, you go here, you go there, you go here, you go there. <laughs> I just remember that. I was like, he going to run it like the you know way he's supposed to be ran. So I've always, um, like I said, respected his game, respected him as a player. Um, and so, like I said, uh just got mad respect for him, you know. And like we gonna we're gonna talk about his journey, you know, how he started, how he became what he is. And now look, and now right now he going through it with his own sons. You know, the fact that one of you know is his his son in high school is one of the top players in the country. Um obviously we we can announce it on the show, you know, wherever you're going. Uh <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> but nah, um, you know, like I said, he you know, he's raising the next generation of hoopers, along with him having to be a legend himself. So his son got some big shoes to fill, some big shoes to fill, you know? So anyway, well, let's get right to it, Jelani, man. Like, how'd your basketball journey start? I
1: started probably playing about four years old. We we, We grew up in, I grew up in Gardena, California, Raleigh Park and I had a a court at my house where a lot of people would come over and hoop with me and play one-on-one and whatnot. My older brother was playing. So I was playing with older people, you know, all the way up until probably eight, nine, when I started playing um, youth sports in that area. Mm -hmm. I I got my first MVP award at nine years
0: old. Okay. See, 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 folks, he was a baller even.
1: <laughs> he I started was a-
0: young. So by nine, I was ready to go. I wasn't getting the
1: MVP playing against probably 11 and 12 year olds. But uh, I had that, that, that um, court in the driveway and my father, you know, to impress my father, he was, you know, I'd be like, daddy, look how hard I'm working. I'm sweating. He was into hard work. So he taught me how to work on my game basically at four or five years old, go out there, work on your moves and, he was a big influence in my life and uh, he guided me to where I was.
0: No, but I got you, man. I,
1: I played all the sports growing up.
0: Football, that was my next football. question. Were you, uh, what was your, were you interested in any other sports?
1: Yeah, I was real good at baseball growing up. Pitcher, shortstop. I played that all the way to eighth grade. Played quarterback in football. Had a, a, a cannon, <laughs> <laughs> big, tall quarterback. So I think I probably could have chose anyone, humbly speaking, but uh, I like to get back in basketball, man, where you didn't have to take all day to get back, fast-paced game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I mm-hmm. fell in love with hooping in eighth grade. I kind of committed to that.
0: Okay, see, you could have been like Vince Young or something. Ain't
1: never I could have probably done that because I could run, I had shakes, I could pass, I could throw it 50, 60 yards at like 13, 14.
0: See, there you go.
1: But I didn't go. understand the game the same way I understood basketball, stepping up in the pocket, all that. I just start running. Nobody was teaching me the detailed nuances of being a quarterback. So I had a better understanding of basketball. And we moved to West Covina when I was 11. And uh, I kind of got uh, shafted by the racism in baseball. Mm-hmm, moved mm-hmm. to a predominantly white area. They didn't have me on that top all-star team. But so I, my get back was in basketball season. I'll see y'all in basketball <laughs> where I can really let you have it.
0: No, <laughs> I got you.
1: Stop it. You know what I'm saying? No, so no,
0: that's that's real. And hey, that's 100% real, man. I got yeah. you. So, yeah. obviously you grew up in the AAU, you know, the AAU time. When did you start when did you start playing in the AAU? Well,
1: like I told you uh, earlier, my brother had a summer job, met Mr. Murray at Edison, and they told me about a tryout. I was just playing locally. I didn't play travel ball, but I went to a tryout, and they ended up putting me on a team with Cam, uh, Damon, Ali, Alex Lopez, those guys, and we had a hell of a team. We actually went to the Nationals and ended up losing by somebody fouling when we was up or tied, but we had a hell of a team, so it was a great experience. That kind of put me on the map with that. Okay.
0: Oh, so you want y'all went all the way to the nationals? Okay. Okay. Yeah,
1: we went to the championship game in New Orleans and uh it was tied game. Somebody fouled, thought we were down.
0: Oh, see. We ended when, up losing. When we, we went, because we I went two years at ARC. We lost in the uh, the champion national championship game. We was running up my seventh grade year. In my eighth grade year, we finished like fourth or fifth. We lost in the semifinals. But um We actually should have won that thing, man. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, both years, I thought we should have won.
1: Who, we, uh, who, I made the All-American team, so I, kinda, I guess that kind of solidified me going into high school.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Not that it was major news or whatnot, but uh, went to high school and ended up playing varsity as a freshman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Averaged like 18 points a game. As a um,
0: freshman?
1: Yeah. Okay, okay. We, <laughs> was in, we was in the league with modern day and uh, Santa Margarita. Um, so I played against high level competition right off the get, mm-hmm, went to mm-hmm. Bishop Ahmaud.
0: I remember, uh, I remember, I remember.
1: Yeah. I actually I thought about started. going there. I actually
0: thought about, you know- I going wish I would have known, cause I might have stayed. I didn't
1: know everybody graduated my sophomore year. So I'm like, I gotta try to win a championship, you know? Mm-hmm. So I transferred to Bosco to play with Cotton.
0: Hmm. I remember that. Yeah, and yeah. Talk about a backcourt, folks. <laughs> which Lonnie, he was Gardner. a power
1: forward then, though.
0: Yeah, he was right. He was yeah, playing he the pick
1: he into a two guard in college, which shows the type of character he has. But he was a workhorse power forward. I was went to the one at Bishop. I played the two because my sophomore year I averaged twenty five.
0: Okay. Okay. And
1: then I went over there and played the one. So that summer going to ABCD camp, started playing the one mainly because, you know, I like to pass. So I went over there and with James, averaged 19 and 11 my junior year. We went to the semis and lost to um, Jock Vaughn at Pasadena Yeah, Amir, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they said that was a legendary game. We went at it, but uh, it was his time.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like senior year, yeah, senior year, was you still, at, you still at Bosco, right? I went to Bosco, Shea started with us and he left. And went to Moda Day, yeah. Yeah, yeah so
1: yeah. I, I kept the team we had and we went to the championship and beat Dominguez
0: for oh, the okay.
1: CIF championship, first championship in Bosco history. Oh, okay, okay. And I the okay. uh, McDonald's and state player of the year that year.
0: Yeah, I remember that in, in your division, like division three or whatever. It was a two, two. division two. division two, yeah, two, 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 yeah. two. Yeah, so I remember that. Like, Yeah, I was like, man. Because wow, we used to play, you don't know this, but we used to play our, our. Uh, I played in the CYO League, Catholic Youth League. Uh-huh. We used to play, we played a couple games in the playoffs up there, like at, at Bosco. Bosco. Yeah, and I was like, man, this, this gym is proper, man. Like, I'm like, yeah. thinking about coming up here. <laughs> yeah.
1: We had that place lit, you know what I mean? So standing room only, my uh-huh. senior year. But Bosco, the thing about people don't know, when I was at Bishop of my, we was beating Bosco. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm.
1: never beat me at Bishop of mine. So I went to a school that I, that I was beating and then turned them into a championship champion.
0: Okay. All you right. feel me? Uh-huh.
1: So It was a good move for me. You know, uh, I wanted to win a championship. That was my goal. I got you. And that was what made me feel like you was one of the top players in California, if you win a championship. So mm-hmm. Jock won it my 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 junior year, then my senior year I won it against Kenny Bruner, Tommy Prince, Jamie Gillen. and them.
0: yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Like I said, uh, you know I was at Crenshaw, so we was in the first division. But you know for mm-hmm. me, I'm a I'm a basketball head, so I was I was watching to see what everybody was doing. You know. Yeah, like, me all, too. I watched all basketball growing up. Yeah, because I was like, I thought that at that time, I was like, California, like, like it should have been four that went. I always thought that it should have been yourself, you know, Ricky Price was straight, then Tremaine and Chris. I thought all oh, y'all should have went to the McDonald's game. Even yeah, JR, you know. Been,
1: it could have been anybody, man. All of them. I was competing against all of them. I wanted to show that I was the best um, out of our class in California. That's what drove me to 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 work like that. But um we played was we went to ABCD camp that summer and we all played on the same team. Oh y'all did? Yeah it was all Cali team. Toby went to uh Nike, Cam went to Nike, me, Ricky, Toby, Jr, uh Chris, I think, was on that team, yep. Trey, all on the same team at ABCD. Woo! Did y'all win yeah. it? I mean, I mean I guess. It don't yeah we it, did. We beat Stefan Marbury and them in the championship, but I got hurt where I couldn't play the whole camp, got kneed in the thigh. We went to South Carolina before for a family reunion, and Kevin Garnett, I was hooping with them and got kneed. Then I got hit again at ABCD and was out after uh, probably I had enough time to, to put it down. Thank okay. God. But yeah, it was good, man. We had
0: a hell of a squad. Yeah, that's cool. So, Obviously being a McDonald's All-American and you know, being state player (laughs) of the year and winning the championship, you had some high moments. What was your most memorable moment in high school? Winning that
1: CIF championship. Mm -hmm. That was the goal for me, that was the dream. So winning that, being named a McDonald's was a, you know, I kind of rested because that was my goals. I uh, accomplished my goals. And instead of like resetting my goals for college, I kind of rested and kind of started feeling myself. I didn't have that guy keeping me humble. Mm-hmm. You know, I got started treating treated like a star. I had whatever I wanted. And I kind of got lost in that. But I had to go through those lessons to teach my boys how to handle success.
0: That makes sense. You gotta handle success just as much as you gotta handle failure. You know, yeah, you gotta handle I, both of them. I had no failures. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So I think that was I, with your career, like and what, it was probably more upset. Up, than...
1: up, up, up. So that's how I thought life was at the time and God had to let me know what real life was, bro. But
0: well, uh, I got you. So you yeah. obviously you've been Dallas all American, you're probably getting recruited by everybody. Uh, what do you remember about your recruiting process, you know, of, of colleges, you know, and why did you choose Cal in the end?
1: I remember going to Arizona State, and they showed me that, AI hey, got ranked at number one point guard in the country over Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arizona State, I liked them. But uh, me and uh, Bozeman had a relationship. And when it came down, I had always loved UCLA. It was my dream school, too. And I was planning to go there from eighth to ninth grade. But as you get caught up in the hype, You're like, shit, I could go somewhere and do this myself. I don't have to sit and wait for nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, At at UCLA, they wanted me to play the two for a year. And then with Ty left, I would have went to the one. But at Cal, I felt like I could go there and do my thing from jump and be who I really am. Mm -hmm. But it turns out UCLA would have been the better situation because after Ty left, Toby, Charles, Jr. they had the horses. They needed that dimer. Cameron Dollar was a great player, but I feel like I could have filled that role too and uh, really mm-hmm. got them. Oh yeah, on. man. You hell know hell I mean? yeah, man. Yeah,
0: man, I man. Um, yeah, like y'all would have, have been a hell of a team too. Yeah,
1: they, I think I would have helped them when once they left and we would have been able to maintain it. They needed the shooting and they needed the creation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would have provided that and it would have been perfect for me but uh, I went to Cal and we had a good thing building. Like I've always been the type to try to build my own stuff rather than go somewhere that's already built. Like wow. I'm a, a, a business owner. I'm like, I do my own thing kind of, you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, shit, I'm gonna go to Cal with Tremaine, Tony, and uh, and then my other boy, Jeff Dayton went there and we're gonna beat yourself. Hey, that's what I was thinking.
0: And the but- funny thing, I was yeah. at the game when y'all beat UCLA at UCLA year, yeah. freshman year. I was at that game. It was lit, wasn't it? Oh my God, that was the <laughs> most hype game I had seen a whole year. <laughs> Channel 2, boy, yeah, we, we, you know, we was
1: competing. You know what I'm saying? We had a little rivalry going, so shit, I was ready. We did our thing, Trey balled out, and we had a squad over there, but, um we probably had a young leader who didn't know how to put it all together. We had hella talent my sophomore year, but I got diagnosed with the kidney disease my sophomore year. So they I played through that, but I should have red shirted so shit changed right from that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 That's when, when you,
1: I was introduced to God.
0: Oh, that was that was when your sophomore I year? Didn't,
1: I didn't believe in God before I thought it was me. You mm. know
0: what I mean?
1: So, God had to introduce and save me before I went to the NBA
0: thinking it was me and been lost forever. Man, that's that's a heck of a story. I tell you, like, God, like I always say, God, if you think it is you, God will humble you and show you why you need him. So, I raised
1: my boys understanding that God is everything from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We pray before games. We thank him after games. It's not you. It's all God. God had blessed me without me even choosing him. Mm-hmm. but I wasn't mm-hmm. smart enough to take his invitation to Bible study like they invited me. I had to go through a whole transition of going to the bottom back up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A whole transition of me as a person, my spirit.
0: No, I got you. Be... So I That's was a
1: arrogant point. and I lost, but I was on top. So he had to let me know this ain't what it's about. <laughs> it's about, mm-hmm. you know, helping other people, being humble, you know, you know, all that. I thought it was about, you know, hanging out, girls and flossing money. I was lost. You know right. what I mean?
0: Right. All right. Now, what would you say was the hardest thing about college from, like, high school, you know?
1: Um, I'm not trying to be arrogant, but when I went to college, I didn't have no problem with the basketball side of it. It wasn't like, damn, I'm in college. I'm struggling. I was balling (laughs) from the – I was able to do my thing from day one. You
0: know what I mean? Our third
1: game against Cincinnati on TV, I had like think 18 and 7. You know what I mean? I never had a confidence uh, thing. You know, I was arrogant. So I was like, shit, it's just like playing at UCLA or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, I'm going to go out here and hoop
1: but I had got lost in the other stuff, the stuff off the court. Uh, I was disciplined in high school. I was real straight, narrow work. But then in college, I lost my way and God had to reel me back in. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's where I made my mistake. So try to teach my boys all those lessons so they could be
0: successful all the way through. Now that makes sense, man. That makes a hell of a lot of sense, man. I always want yeah. our kids to be better than what we, that's the good thing about life lessons you can teach. Like, okay, this is where I was good this,
1: My journey, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah he let yeah. me go through all that and see all that so I can guide them through it. No, nah, it makes sense, I mean? man. It makes
0: a lot of sense. He's so going to give at, us
1: everything we lost on the back end. yeah. Yeah.
0: You you was that- didn't cap- really
1: take it from me. You know, it made it mm-hmm. look like he took the NBA from me and what I could have been, but he gave it through back, to me through my seeds and they gonna be able to do more than I did. So that's how good God is. No, when he definitely. had to teach me that lesson and I, I didn't lose it forever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just get to experience it in a different way.
0: And I think you going, they are gonna appreciate it. Like they gonna appreciate it so much more because that you, you you could tell them like, this is, you know, if you don't, this could happen or whatever the case is. That's
1: why they are where they are, you know what I mean? Because I taught them how to play high level basketball,
0: not just running and jumping,
1: you know what I'm saying? I knew mm-hmm. what was coming,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: what I mean? So they high IQ players
0: that could help a college win a championship. See, there you go. You're gonna be like, everybody, he gonna be like, uh, the ball dad, LaVar <laughs> Ball. No, I'm going to be low profile. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I okay. am
1: supportive of my kids and I will fight for them. You know what I mean? But I'm not trying to, it ain't about me at all.
0: No, I got you. I just been like having multiple kids. Yeah, that's, that's, that,
1: that, that, that is relative. Yeah,
0: and I, that's I, went,
1: I, mean. I, I met with him and hung out with him. He's a cool, real cool dude. Mm-hmm. But they don't really like to see people who support their kids like this. They want it to be where they can come in and manipulate the situation. So they don't really want the dads to be involved who know what's going on because you can't take advantage of nobody.
0: Right, no, it makes sense. So you was um, at Cal for, was it one year or two years? Two years. And then you transferred to Pepperdine, right? Right. And so uh, after you transferred to Pepperdine, right, what would you say, I guess for the total, cause you do, you did all four years of college, right?
1: Five with the transfer. Yeah, salary. with the
0: transfer, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what would you say your greatest triumph was in college and then your greatest failure was?
1: My greatest failure was losing my way at Cal, not having the discipline to maintain where I was going, but I didn't have anybody, I didn't have God to guide me. I mm-hmm. was trying to do it by myself, so flesh falls short. Mm -hmm. but my greatest triumph was after I left Cal, they put me on steroids and all type of medication to try to save my kidneys, but I had to uh, revamp my body from that. The game went up to 225. I had to get all my body back to 205, get back into shape, muscle, and be able to play at Pepperdine, and I was able to perform at a high level, but I became a man of character during that time. You know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm. Learn how to
1: play mm-hmm. real basketball. Uh, learn how to be a leader, and learn how to play to win more than put on a show, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: just became a man to where I could uh,
0: have a career after that. So, no, that makes sense. Is that yeah. what would what was uh, would you say that was your biggest lesson that you learned in college?
1: My biggest lesson was uh, you know learning what God wanted from me.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. And
1: giving him everything, you know, first I was living for myself and living for fame and glory. So God had to tell me, you know, teach me what it was about. So I went through a metamorphosis in college. Mm -hmm. The guy at Cal was all top, 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 but he really wasn't, didn't have no substance. He was doing things for the wrong reasons. And by the time I'm playing at Pepperdine, I'm a different person.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? No, no, I got you. I got you. That makes a heck of a lot of sense too, Johnny, man. That's real. That's real. So after you know you have a obviously you know a good college career right, mm-hmm. um, did how was that process of the like your next journey to professionalism? Like, was I went it NBA? to the draft,
1: man. I went mm-hmm. to Chicago. I got invited to the draft because they didn't know I had a kidney problem.
0: Okay, okay. So
1: they was really intrigued with me being a six six point guard mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. being able to score and all that. They liked me a lot in a lot of NBA, but I couldn't pass the physical because my kidneys was at 40% function by the time I left Pepperdine. I was playing at half power doing what I was doing.
0: Wow. So basically
1: when I got diagnosed as a sophomore, we waiting for the kidneys to fail. Mm -hmm. They went Mm -hmm. down slow. So I'm a time bomb waiting to have a kidney transplant. So I went to the draft and I couldn't pass the blood or the physical. So they never crossed my name off, but I still had like eight workouts. So oh, some really? people knew, some people didn't know, but I knew that I wasn't gonna get drafted because I can't pass a physical.
0: Ah, wow, okay. So
1: that's what I was dealing with. I would've got drafted because I had lunches with GMs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I couldn't pass the physical. So I said, rather than go to a camp and it be on TV or something, let me go overseas and try to keep playing. I went to Israel my first year out.
0: Okay, okay,
1: And okay. Uh, my body was going through different things with the kidney not functioning, but I was still able to perform. Okay. And uh, I ended up leaving there because somebody said the Lakers wanted me, knowing I can't pass the physical, came back home anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ended up in the CBA and did well there. Had another 10, 12, 15 workouts that summer. But I'm just going, just have fun, man. I can't go nowhere with this. Well,
0: okay, okay. The
1: second year, I ended up going to Germany. And then by the the third year, my mother was like, you need to go get a test to see where you at. Mm -hmm. I went to go get a test. They put me on dialysis right then and there. Wow, okay, okay. So I couldn't play. I had another offer to go to Paris. And I uh, couldn't take the job, had to stay home, start the kidney tra- transplant process. Hmm.
0: Yeah, my true. mother
1: was a match. She gave me a transplant in three months. I was on dialysis for three months. She gave me a transplant. I started going to the gym as soon as I got out the hospital. By the next, that year I was out, I met my wife in church in West Covina. She was visiting from Paris. Oh, she was visiting from Paris.
0: How, how ironic is
1: that, man? That's crazy. That's God, man. God is all in my life. So I, we sat in the same role. I was with my first son, who I had a girlfriend from college.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I, and we met, and she couldn't really speak English, didn't know her way around. I just pick her up We'll chill every day. To a point where my dad was like, Jay, I can't keep taking care of you, something." And I'm like, man, you know that feeling. I couldn't take care of myself right after the kidney transplant. I went upstairs, cried to God. And next morning they called me with a job offer in France. Injury replacement, three months. And I'm just right off the kidney transplant. So my money went from 20,000 a month to 2,500. But I had to work my way back up. So then my wife came to LA, I went to France. She stayed with my parents. And then when she flew back, she moved in with me in France. But I committed to God. So I told her, Ain't hey, no, I can't I can't do nothing with you. Cause my life was on the line by week three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. God bless me with a 29-point game, seven rebounds. Like you know, that game kept my career going. We got married that year in France. The next year in France, Jazz was born in France. Man. We've been married 20 years. Jazz is 18 now, and Jai was born the next year in Arizona. We bought a house out there, and uh, he was born there, and I played to 37 with that kidney.
0: Wow! So you play with a, it with a, with a bad kidney, you know? Because you did, you, did you, you didn't have to go to dialysis out there in Europe? Did you? Once did you? you get the kidney transplant, you don't need dialysis, but
1: you on all type of medication. Yeah, yeah. But by my second year, I led the France in scoring, the year Jazz was born, with a and, with a uh, brand new
0: kidney, man. That's crazy. Well, one of
1: my mother's fifty three year old kidney. My kidneys don't work. I got her one kidney working my body.
0: Man, that's crazy, man. That's That is nothing ain't nothing but a blessing, man, I tell you that, man. Uh, I can't take no
1: credit. That kidney could have went in there and not worked. I could have died. My boy B. Camper passed during the transplant recently. So when I got that kidney from my mother, I knew I was supposed to be here. Mm
0: -hmm. So when I
1: went and played again, like I had a purpose. I knew that if I wasn't supposed to be here playing against you and killing you, God could have easily took me out. You know what I mean? No, it's real. I mean, so no. I had a different fire. You feel me? Mm-hmm. No, and it was almost real. too much because I wanted to dominate that in my second run.
0: Nah, hey, man, like I, I take it from a person who you know because my mom was on dialysis for like 12 years, you know? Yeah, I'm um, sorry for that yeah. too, bro. I remember once, yeah, when yeah. She yeah, man. So I'm I, on I know, I, nine I, years now
1: because after I finished playing, my kidney failed. Oh. So I'm back on dialysis. I need another kidney. So that's where I'm at right now.
0: Oh hey, man. I've been
1: on probably nine years, four in the morning, five days, four days a week.
0: Oh wow. So having made a day. Trust me, I know. I know about all that, man. Like I remember doing that, picking her up, taking her there, all that shit. So I remember that, man. I know how the, the dialysis life is. So,
1: So, yeah, I'm raising my boys, coaching and doing all that on dialysis by the grace.
0: Paying down debt can be stressful, especially when you need to keep track of multiple monthly payment dates. If you're tired of juggling these due dates, consolidating with a personal loan could be your answer. That way you'll just have one due date a month instead of many. And Credit Karma can help you find the best option for you. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan officers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you can get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you chances of approval, show you a choice between loan officers and you'll likely to get approved and You're likely to not to get approved to apply with more confidence. Comparing loan officers well, credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan officers to find you the best loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan officers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. God,
1: He gives me the strength to do that. A lot of that. people can't move.
0: No, you're right, man.
1: Like I and said- like- I go through my trials and get sick, go to the hospital, but God is good, man. I'm still up and still moving, but I need that kidney. No, I'm I
0: hear happy. you, man. I hey. you, you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. played, what was it, 14 years overseas? Yeah, uh- 13. 13, 14, like I said, off of, off, you know, with, with the kidney, man. That, that's man, that that's strength, man. That's straight up strength, man, for real. You I, know? I
1: appreciate it, but
0: you know, he gave me the power.
1: I got the desire, but he gave me the strength. So
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't take, you know, without his,
1: without him helping me and covering me, I wouldn't have been able to do that.
0: No, I got you. You know, besides your wife, because that's too easy. What was the best thing about playing overseas? You know, what was the best thing about it? I got a
1: worldly education. Mm-hmm. I've been all over the world through that basketball, but I got to see different people, meet different people, I understand the world is bigger than just the United States. So I'm world traveled, you know what I mean? No. And I got a different, I got a different intellect about the world than most people probably would
0: have. No, definitely. Could you play it? In, you played in Israel. You played in France. Where else did you play overseas in Europe?
1: Germany, Australia, Russia, Slovenia, um, England.
0: Oh, so you've been all over? Yeah, yeah. Cyprus, Greece. Uh, shit, you know. Is- <laughs> all over,
1: all over. I, hate you, man. I had two of them full, fully stamped.
0: No, no, yeah, I have and one. And then I got
1: my French passport for my wife at uh 30.
0: Oh, yeah, because you married so in France, right? We, yeah, all, yeah.
1: we all have dual citizenship, my boys and me.
0: Okay. So okay. my
1: boys play on the French national team. And if they don't make the NBA, they can go overseas as a European.
0: Oh, that's see, that's a man, that's that's a helpful of backup play, because you can go over, overseas as a European player, man.
1: You know, yeah. still
0: get that real money and like you you could play forever pretty much. Yeah, I was thinking about all, uh, God gave me a vision for my boys a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So
1: I called him big at three, four years old. and knew he was going to be big, <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? <laughs> nah, he I was you. a big
1: baby too, but you know, nah. Jai, the little one is more like me. He's a point guard.
0: Okay. three okay. as
1: a sophomore. He probably going to be six, 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 seven. And he got the, he was born with the juice, the 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 blessing.
0: Yeah, I got so you, man. He coming up
1: last. Okay, and okay. Jazz set the table, you know, we just trying to create some financial wealth uh, for our family so they don't have to work for nobody when they finish playing basketball.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: when did you know when to hang it up? At 37, that kidney started, you know, I started feeling less power, body aches, whatnot. not. And the coach was working us, overworking us, so I didn't even want to go to practice. And I love basketball and practice, man. I live for it.
0: Mm-hmm. So when I
1: didn't want to go to practice because the way my body was feeling, I knew it was over. And yeah. I had to get home to my boys to start their, their journey.
0: Mm, okay, I got you, man. You Still- know, I couldn't
1: play till 40 and then they 10 years old. And I, I, I missed the, the crucial years of teaching them the fundamentals from a youth, you know what I mean?
0: No, that makes sense. That makes a heck of a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? So as soon sense. as I retired, I dedicated my life to
1: not only my boys, but kids, period. Trying to bless kids with the knowledge and the know-how to try to not only just with basketball, but just be men of character and have a good life, knowing mm-hmm. how to live and how to treat people. Everything that I learned through God.
0: No, I hate you, man. Use basketball
1: as the tool, so that's, that's what I do.
0: No, it is a tool, you know? Yeah. So how was your transition like after basketball?
1: I went back to Bosco and I started as an assistant coach there. The next year I got a head coaching job in high school. That year I started my own business, Jag Basketball. All of our initials are J-A-G. And uh, it's been coaching and doing my own program from there. Now, I've been lied on and been uh, fired for bad, for bad no reason, all type of stuff. But, you know, God has been good. Different things happen for different reasons. Now, I trust God in the good and bad, man. If I get fired from a job from somebody lying on me, God don't want me to be there no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> he allowed that to happen. So, you know, that's what happened. I might have had a plan, but he always has the better plan.
0: No, I got I've been you, fired
1: from a job uh, after taking a team to the playoffs that hadn't been there in 10 years. And I got down on my knee and prayed in the office while they fired me, telling God I trust him. And mm. he's been good to me and he took care of me all the way through. Mm. You know, so now it seems like, you know, we're on the other side now. And we just want to keep our head down and keep working.
0: Man, that's a, like I said, man, that's a heck of a, that's a heck of a thing, man, that's real. What would be your uh, like best advice, you know, obviously for your sons coming up, you know, like say he wants to, obviously he wants to go play college and then professional, what's what's, what's your best advice for him? You gotta be fanatical about
1: the work. You know what I mean? You, you know, if you wanna live this life, it's gonna take a commitment, getting up, running, coming back, lifting weights working on your footwork, jump rope, going to shoot, going to hoop, you know, it's just a lifestyle. Mm -hmm,
0: So mm -hmm. that's
1: what you want to do and you got a passion for it. And then the other component is how you treating people and living off the court. You know, I teach them to respect everybody. You ain't no better than nobody else because you've been blessed to play this game. Treat people with respect, stay humble, Um, you know, be kind. You know, all that type of stuff. Don't don't be out here manipulating women. You know what I mean? Treat mm-hmm. everybody with respect. Live a godly life and you'll be blessed. You work hard and live a good life, you'll be blessed. That's that simple. That's what I teach them.
0: Yeah, man. See, that's see, that's what all pops, all fathers should tell their sons, man. Straight up, you know. Uh that's that's a blessing, man. Like I said, well. Jelani, man, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and telling your story, man. How you grew up, how everything's going now. Uh, got one more question for you. You know, mm-hmm. we ask everybody. Um, you know, at some point of our careers or our lives, you know, we all go, you know, go through low points, you know. Yeah. And uh, for your situation, um, which you didn't really have too many lows, um, when you did go through your low point, uh, what helped you or who helped you to get out of it? You know, was it, you know, obviously God, you know, was it God and family? Was it just you and God or, you know, how did you get out of it?
1: I went through a low point. My first low point was at Cal. You know, I came in there with confidence and I failed in our early season games. Took the game winner and airballed it like Kobe did. But at that point, I didn't know how to self-reflect, you know what I mean? I never had no Mm -hmm. negative article in the paper, so I didn't really know how to deal with it. I'm taking it personal. But as I got older and then you're a professional, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. when my son doesn't play well or doesn't do something, I tell him the truth on, you know, we got to work on it. You know, that's what it comes down to. Look at yourself and you're going to need that throughout your life. Right now, I got to look at myself now and make some changes to be able to get this kidney and go to another level of life. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. being able to look in the mirror, reflect and be honest with yourself and be a man and say, yo, I got to get better at this. I got to change this. You know, I need to do this better. I need to, I got to do better at this. I got to be on time. I got to put more time in. That type of stuff, self-reflection is what the key to life is in my eyes. Because that's how you grow. You only grow sense. during the negative times in life. And if you can't self-reflect and be honest during them negative times, how are you going to grow?
0: Mm, okay. So, that, makes, that, I, makes, that makes a lot of sense, man. That makes a hell of a lot of sense. I
1: taught my boys how to look at yourself in the mirror, and I've been honest with them the whole time. So, ain't no sugarcoating over here.
0: <laughs> you got to be honest. You're going
1: to go to college, and you're going to get your ass handed to you in practice. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself, what you need to do, go to gym earlier, work harder, and conquer.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: But if you over here making excuses, saying, oh, this so-and-so, you ain't blaming people, you're going to keep on failing.
0: No, no, I definitely agree with you on that, man. I definitely agree with you on that. Like you said, self-reflection and seeing where you can improve yourself as a player, man, individual, all that, it all makes sense, man. It makes a lot of sense, you know. That's
1: what life is about, man. Yo. There's nobody telling you at your age what you need to do to get better. You got to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you lying to yourself, blaming this and that, you know, you won't get better.
0: That's very true. That is so true. So man. That's
1: what, in my eyes, makes a real man. A real man can make a mistake and apologize to a man and, and deal with it like a man. Mm-hmm. You know, me missing your show or being late on your show, that's my fault. And I apologize for that.
0: You know, as a man, you know, uh, people don't know it. You know, what I'm saying people don't know, but you know, <laughs> no. But you know, I
1: just want to give an example of being a real man. I apologize, even though I'm on dialysis, I'm not making no excuses. No. I got, I made a commitment to your show. I should have remembered and been on, <laughs> been on time as a man. That's the type of man I want to be. As the type of man I want to create, so I got to be that example. You know no. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't come at you like yo. Whatever, bro, I'm late, whatever. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to big time nobody. Yeah. I appreciate you putting me on your show. So I apologize for my wrongdoing to you as a man. You know what oh, I mean? I mm-hmm. think that's what makes a real man, taking responsibility for your mistakes, owning up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people run from it. I meet men today that run from conflict to real conversations. And I believe my father created me to be a real man, dog. Take it head on. And deal with the consequences as a man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Don't run from it like a coward. I try to be a man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When I got to go to the hospital, when I'm sick, I got to take that shit head on. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to do this for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got to go through this. No, I hate you, man. I hate you. Like like I I said, you're going gonna to be good too, bro. I promise you. God got you. You know what I'm saying? Gonna be I, I good. trust it. Man, I believe
1: yeah, in it. going to be good, too. I've been waiting till he said, yeah, but he's waiting for me to make some changes. Wow. I know it in my spirit. Mm-hmm. I can't be the same man I was all through my 20s and my 40s and 50s because he got something for me to do and I can't be that same person. But now I'm in a rut <laughs> and I got to get out of it. So I put myself in the rut. I got to get myself out.
0: Nah, no, nah, you're right, man. hundred percent, man. Well, like I said, thank you, Jelani man. I appreciate you coming on the show, bro. Um, man, like, you know, let everybody know where they can find you. And, you know, if you know they want to train, if they want to see your son play, whatever the case is, let everybody know, man.
1: Oh, my little baby girl Jade, I got twins.
0: Oh, hello, hello. Hey, hi, Jade. <laughs> they real girly girly.
1: But uh what? I'm what
0: on
1: twins. Tw- hey, I said you're a pretty girly girly. Why are you calling- Us the same name. No, I didn't say your name, baby. Stay cool. She got my personality, man. She ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'm on Twitter at uh, JGAR, g 32 I'm sure you can find me on there, man. Mm -hmm. I'm on there doing a lot of uh, promotions for my boys, Um, putting them out there or whatnot, Uh, Facebook, Jelani Gardner, Uh, Instagram. Jelani G thirty two something like that. You can find me, but yeah, I'm on social media. But I really use I really use it for my boys to show their life promotion and show other kids how they can go from jazz at eight years old at five eleven to jazz at seven one by seeing how we work and how we live.
0: Mm-hmm, 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 Showing mm-hmm. people
1: to grind. I know it's a lot of haters out there, but I want people to see how we do it. Some people can get motivated or. Use it as an example, so that's why I do it.
0: No, I got you. You know, like I said, that's why I wanted to people to see because what I see is I see motivation for the next generation as well as people, you know, older people or whatever. Like, you know, it's the motivation of the grind. Like the grind don't stop, never stop, won't stop. So you got to be willing. You to
1: can be- see it from eight years old all the way up through now, mm-hmm. man, and see mm-hmm. how the work started and how they look now, and see the drills we did and. All of that. And uh yep. also www.jazzgardner.com. We got uh jazz got his own t-shirts online. If you want to support my my oldest son, he's gonna be making his college decision. Uh he just came down with eight schools, I think it's usc, Texas Tech, Kansas, um, uh, UCSB, Pepperdine, St. Mary's, and um Oh, Missouri. I think that's eight.
0: Yeah yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like I said, man, you know, if you wanted to make that announcement, <laughs> you guys all good.
1: Come down to the school, man, and film it because uh, he's planning on signing late.
0: Oh, he's, he's going to do a late signing like during yeah, the season? He got,
1: he got more visits to take and he doesn't even know where he wants to go yet because he got to see everything.
0: No, hey, trust me, man. I hear you, man. I, for me, you know, I didn't sign to basically after the season, my senior yeah, year, yeah, you know, like March. I just signed. I just signed to like yeah, like March, you know, yeah, to that's, UCLA. That's so what he's gonna do it. And
1: if they love you, they'll be there. If they're not, then it's not meant to be.
0: No, agreed, agreed. Well, right. like I said, thank you, Jelani, man. Uh, we appreciate it. You know what I'm saying. Um, you can follow me at uh Travis W. Reed on Instagram, uh Travis W. Reed on Facebook as well. I post all my social media and I will keep y'all posting when I'm gonna post Jelani, man. It's probably gonna be really soon because man, you know, you can't have Cali legends wait too long. You know what I'm saying? You know, you gotta put them, put them up, put them in front of the line, you know. So like I said, thank you. Please like, share, subscribe. This will also be uh, on Spotify, on uh, Apple Podcasts, also on YouTube. You know, like, share, subscribe to the channel. and athlete's journey. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate all the love for everybody who does and who keeps listening and continues to listen. Like I said, man, his journey is a great one. Y'all, you need to, you know what I'm saying, listen, listen to the lesson, what he's talking about. All right, yo. I'm talk you to you, little
1: bro. You look good on TV, man. You're gonna do good with this.
0: You I appreciate it, up, man. Good like question,
1: I said. man. we support you, man. Maybe you could bring the boys on in the future or whatever. Yeah, whatever I can do
0: to support you, I'm here for you, bro. Yeah, let me know whenever they want to come on, I man. I'll definitely bring them on, man. Like it's for, like I, I, I'll be 100 honest and not even gashing you up, man. Like people like yourself, Chris, uh, Chris. Uh, JR, Toby, uh, uh, Tremaine, folks, all those guys, I looked up to y'all and I just remember y'all stories, man. And so I was like, man, like, I feel like if you don't make it to the NBA or whatever the case is, your story get lost. So I'm just trying to get everybody's stories who, who needs stories to be told, you know what I'm saying? Like yourself. I
1: love all of them dudes, man. We used to go at it and we was competitors, but shit. We almost 50 years old now, it's all. <laughs> That's love. what I'm
0: saying. Like the I younger people need like
1: to know. Refn, uh, yeah, me Jermaine. Talk. yeah, me and him were talking. He when he was an agent, he just got out. But uh mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. follow JR on Facebook and him in uh, Japan, I think it is. So
0: yeah. Ricky's
1: in uh North Carolina doing his thing. I haven't talked to him, but I played against Ricky in France when we were in the late 20s, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's some it, sad, man. Yeah, it's like, all
1: love, man. It's, yeah, it's all
0: all love. all love. Like I feel like you know, like just all these stories need to be told to the next generation. That's a beautiful like
1: thing, man. Yeah, yeah, I love these stories
0: as well. Mm-hmm. But so that's mm-hmm. why I do it. That's exactly why I do it for that. So, like I said, let me know. I, you know, whenever you want to bring your son on, like I said, I definitely interview both of them. It's all good.
1: You know, it's love, bro. We keep in touch. Let me know when you're gonna post.
0: It. All right, we'll do, we'll do. All right, my brother, be blessed. You too. Bet Online is the fastest, easiest way to wager all of your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market eyes and lines. Find reviews and news in every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat Sports, Esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and features. Head on to BetOnline today. Use your mobile device and join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your 50% discount. Welcome bonus for your first deposit. BetOnline, when the game starts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,